Welcome everyone to a very, very, very special installment of anime. Was not a mistake. Uh, as promised, we are currently doing a, a big two-part holiday spectacular. Uh, even if the art says that it's for Christmas, all denominations are welcome because nothing we're watching tonight actually. Well, well loosely. loosely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're, we have a little bit of Christmas in there. Like, one-eighth of it is Christmas. Um, Christmas adjacent. But, you know, because it's it's that special time of year, uh, we, we have some very special guests with us You're tonight. Not Introduce me first. <laughs> well, what uh, have I given you? Okay, 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 okay. I had an so, everything. Uh, you know, here to show you know, I'm your uh, one of your main hosts. You know me, Dan Ryan. Mm. I'm here to show you the chain that you forged in life by oh, buying too many anime figures. Uh, Dan Ryan, uh, joined by the incomparable I'm wintry John, wizard. Yeah, I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski, <laughs> also known as I am Slime on the off days. <laughs> <laughs> and who are we with, Dad? But we have two very special friends of the podcast who who show up, you know, for the for the Yuletide season, uh, you know, and they're here to watch some stop motion animation with us, yeah. as well as a as, as a cinema classic. Mm. That's the combination that we go with every year now, and I think we're going to stick to it. Well, until we run out of Rankin Bass, movies, which is coming up real soon. How many do we have left to get? I mean, through? we could do the Lord of the Rings ones, but Ooh, <laughs> that might be next that, year. Just yeah. bring them back. Yeah. Yeah, do them again. <laughs> but we are, of course, referring to Gabe and Grant. Yeah. So if if they would would like to introduce decide amongst yeah. yourselves who will introduce the other one first uh but uh you know by all means boys all right well uh name's grant hello i uh have been on this podcast a couple of times mm-hmm. always happy to always happy to to swing by for a for a pod or two yeah excited for the films we'll watch today no pirates in this one though ah oh, darn <laughs> Well, you'll know Grant because we often reference him when something technical happens yeah. that he's not here to correct. We just don't have the brains. We don't know how rocket ships work. <laughs> no, we don't. So if he's not here to disprove it, then it remains provable. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But on my left, then, is... Uh, is uh, Gabe, also known as Hurricane Cuba. Oh, the barometric pressure just <laughs> dropped. Is Hurricane Cuba here? So Been soon. waiting 18 years to stand on the same spot as this table. <laughs> That's a deep fences cut right there. I love that. I have no idea what movies we're watching. Very excited. Well, I guess we'll get into it. Things are going to go a little bit differently than last year. Of course, before we begin, we like to offer the guests, do they have any anime-adjacent news they want to get off their chest? Video games, uh, life events that they want to mention, movies, anything that stuck with you? Well, I've recently sold my soul to the squids and been oh. playing a lot of Splatoon 3. <laughs> I've been mentioning. Are you, uh, there's a new Splatfest going on? Are you team spicy, sweet, or sour? Well, <laughs> to my own devices, I would probably have to go team sweet. But oh. to, to keep uh, the friend cohesion, I'll go with team spicy. It's odd. We're divided down the middle. Uh, <laughs> me and uh, Grant's brother are team spicy. I'll go with spicy. I can, I can deal with spicy. <laughs> One, so we can lose again? <laughs> I haven't picked yeah. a winner yet. But. Well. Mm. But yeah. No, been... Well, it really is the only thing that's consuming your life. I'm happy you're here on this podcast I know, tonight. I took a break from the Salmonids. To... <laughs> he brought a switch, ladies and gentlemen, so I'm sure he'll be playing when the Rankin Bass lulls. <laughs> <laughs> Which will be fast, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it will be tonight, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, pretty much all the anime-adjacent content wow. I've consumed recently <laughs> since or the last time we've seen you the most content in general yeah, no chainsaw man no i it looks, i figured you'd be into it i it looks like something i'd like but i haven't really uh just haven't really looked into it it's much. on hula 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 <laughs> got him <laughs> i knew it's coming <laughs> that dumb commercial <laughs> there's a dumb commercial that's just hula 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 <laughs> 
It's like a One Piece laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and what of you, Gabe? I have no news. Only I heard that uh, 80-year-old, 12-year-old Ash Ketchum is ending his run. Oh, yeah. Wow. Big events. Wow. Big events. <laughs> we, uh, we unpacked that one in, in the last episode, but it is a, uh, it's a it's big doings it's for our land, age group. Landmark yeah. moment in, in history. Yeah, it is. Unironically, it was, it was trending, it was beaten historical events for a little few days there. Mm-hmm. It was like... What else is going on? Um. Yeah. So. It, I oh, I thought, you were, I thought you were being unironic. I'm like, well, I, yeah, no. But it was. It was. Yeah. It's. It's. It's big doings. Mm-hmm. And I think then we're getting a new series in April, and they might be switching to like. We might get like new successive protagonists, like mm-hmm. the manga does, yeah. which would be. A lot of people were clamoring for that, but now everyone is sad that Ash is going, and that's understandable. Yeah. Uh, I will be. I mean, he's I had will... his share of Final World Tour. Yeah, I yeah. So. yeah. I, he's, he's good. He's achieved the peak of what I think his character can, but it's like <laughs> it, it'll, peak it'll, of it'll, human perfection. Yeah, as, a, as a twelve-year-old. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he's um, ten. <laughs> but there, I will. I am going to cry some manly tears when that day arrives because yeah. it, it'll be. It's it's a very weird thing. It's like imagining the Simpsons going off the air. Mm-hmm. And even though Pokemon's not stopping, for better or worse, yeah. it it you know it, it it's it's kind of a, a weird thing to think about. But they did, I I guess to their word, many many years ago, the anime producers were like, if people want Ash to win big, then we would have to just like stop using his character so if he achieves the thing that you all want him to achieve <laughs> then he's gonna die. have to he's gonna have he's to gonna get go the, the show factory. Can't <laughs> so it, it's yeah we're hitting that point but sorry the rabidash factory i gotta gotta be in world <laughs> but yeah that's yeah what's gonna happen to team rocket dan are we're, they gonna keep chasing after pikachu retire to Cabo, <laughs> I, I assume i assume it's a clean slate they're going to i guess there's probably gonna be a sad send-off episode for them i think everyone's getting a sad send-off episode because yeah. they're doing like a mini story arc for mm-hmm. the next couple weeks to wrap things up mm-hmm. Uh, you have anything to share? Anything brief? I mean, we have another episode or two coming our way. Um, I actually do. Okay. I, it, it is not. It is not anime Christmas or anything related. But it, it is. <laughs> this is like a. This is like a. Uh, we always um, on the podcast. We always uh, recommend we, f- we shill for physical media, like yes. why you gotta buy things or why you hope that you can get those things uh, in the spirit of Christmas. Um. Over the weekend, when I was visiting the folks, my father and I watched... It's up on YouTube for free. It is a 1970s adaptation of The Martian Chronicles. And it is a... It was came out in 1979. It was like a three-episode miniseries. Each episode is like an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Multiple people have thrown them just on YouTube, because I would assume that the BBC isn't, like, keeping track of those rights anymore. Um, But if you're into, like weird 70s sci-fi that is really overcomplicated and has no ending which, which i know are. some of us are <laughs> see, see one June. of us definitely yeah. is yeah. <laughs> so it, it is it is like it was it's really stayed with me mm. it's like a weirdly i wouldn't i wouldn't go so far as to say well done but mm-hmm. it's like a very you know, surprisingly intricate adaptation for it like it doesn't it doesn't faithfully adapt any of the ray bradbury stuff Mm -hmm. it kind of there's like broad strokes of it in there Mm. but there's like there's like a shitload invested into like the set design and and things like that and Mm -hmm. it's like this is 
This is intriguing. When I'm going to recommend this. Yeah, well, when you brought that stuff on the podcast, usually I, like, you know, I'm not for it, but I mm-hmm. love it on the podcast in general, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm, I'm happy for you, well, and I, I hope who I knows? see it soon. Uh, <laughs> I, maybe, maybe someday in the, in, the, in the distant future when, when mankind has evolved, I'll bring it, mm. but it doesn't, it only exists, for like, on YouTube right now, so mm-hmm. just, you know, go find it there yeah. if you... It's fleeting, so... Just like Berserk in the United States for yeah. some reason, yeah, we, so... We won't have that on Netflix. Every other country does. It's kind of weird. The yeah, entire yeah. world. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just not us. us. Yeah. But why not us? I don't know. Dan? I don't know. <laughs> I, I searched. I looked for an answer. Dad I couldn't researched. find one. We, we typed it into Wikipedia. We couldn't find it. I expect Dan. I expect you to know these The things. top three Google results didn't yield anything. So I was like, mm, give up my researches. <laughs> All right. Uh, since Dan was able to shove one of his interests down your throats... Here's one of mine. Um, Christmas just came out. You know I'm a fan of musical theater, mm-hmm. but usually I don't like children. <laughs> so, oh, I know what's would, coming. Be gosh and be gad, wouldn't you believe Matilda the Musical has made it to Netflix, and okay. it is phenomenal. It's the best musical adaptation I've seen in recent memory. Mm-hmm. They wow. do cut one bop of a song from the original production. Which uh, song? Loud, sung by uh, Matilda's mom, the like mumbo song. Oh, yeah. Okay. That, mm-hmm. a banger, but... This little girl who's Matilda eats every child is putting their whole Matilda Ussy into this. <laughs> Sounds like you said she eats every child. No, well, the Trunchbull might. Uh, Emma, Emma Thompson does eat as well, too. I, I just think it's great. It's like it's like two hours. It breezes by. They cut some minor things from the musical, but it flows really nicely. And the cinematography, they have built sets that are insane for this. Every child wants to be there. It's not like any of them are forced to being, you know... Child labor laws on I, I hate children singing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sheena. But I have to say, that trailer sent me yeah. into a different dimension. Yeah. And they, I, I mean, I was a huge fan when it came to Broadway. I saw it with uh, the girl from Hereditary as Matilda. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think we saw it together, didn't we? No, I saw it with Kane. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Maybe maybe recheck that. Kane. All right. <laughs> What's that we about Kane? Cruci- we saw Kane Crucible and... Uh, Kane? No. Kane. Oh, Kane. Yeah. Yeah. Charles Kane. Foster Kane. Kane. <laughs> oh, there we go. But uh, check out Matilda. It's it's definitely a good watch. Especially if you love the original source material. I know that Roald Dahl is something close to us. We love the witches. We love Fantastic Mr. Fox. This is up that alley. And it's a mm-hmm. nice little change of pace. And I think everyone's trying their best to be in it. So that's my two cents. Of course. Wow. Yeah, I leave my uh, Andy Andy Richter <laughs> moment, <laughs> and uh, I conclude. So, um, you 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 sent along. I, I don't I don't believe we got we got to look at what's on the menu here tonight. Oh uh, yeah, we do. You sent them to me ahead of time so that I could do the art, which we'll put in various places. Um, so I could like whip you <laughs> into doing my art for me. So that I could I could sit there until my until my arm is in pain drawing Grant as a rabbit. <laughs> it was, well a dream I... come true for you then. <laughs> but it, it, two of these I have not seen in a decade. And rightfully so you haven't seen them. And one of them I never saw <laughs> yeah. because it was obviously it was not it's not Christmas related so they'd never put it on yeah. on around that time. So You'll see. Um I think this is going to be interesting. Yeah, it's definitely not going to have the power to change Gabe's life as last year did. So sorry, Gabe. There's no axe magic axe. There's no Ethel Merman shooting a dark wizard and turning him into a tree. I don't think I'll ever have that moment again. <laughs> but I'm glad it got you back here tonight. Yeah. As Dan mentioned, we're doing three Christmas-adjacent Christmas Rankin-Bass movies tonight. 
Um, and we're going to do them in one full swing. We're not going to stop in between. So if our memories are a little fuzzy, especially for this first one, I apologize. But we're trying something new. We're working on the are, fly here. Are they all Rankin Bass movies? They're all Rankin Bass. These three, okay. aside from the last one in the second episode <laughs> that we're going to watch, is not Rankin Bass, believe it or not. Um, so let's get into the notes. I know you can't get enough of the Wikipedia summaries that I modify. So here we go. The first one we're watching is Mad Monster Party? Whoa. Question mark? From 1967. Wait, is the question mark in the title? Yeah, it's Mad oh. Monster Party. <laughs> is it actually? Are we? Yeah. Are, okay, you're not shit. Po- okay, no, it is. It Mad is. Monster Party, <laughs> and that's kind of the mood that it left me with after watching this. Party. Um, I've only seen this like two times in my life, and this time it's really overtly long. It's an hour too long for it's. It's an hour and a half long. Well, how so? Wait, it's an hour and a half long, and you feel it's an hour too yes, long? Yes, I think it should be 30 no. minutes, but uh, that's oh, no. for you to be the judge when we do so. We can so. only hope for a lot of lore, a lot of character development, a lot of build-up. <laughs> well, if you like mad monsters, <laughs> like this. What if we like parties? Parties? Oh, there's, <laughs> there's barely any parties, but I don't know. Anyways, here's some notes. Uh, mad Monster Party is this 1967 American stop-motion animated musical comedy film produced by Rankin Bass Productions for Embassy Pictures. Hale does a cult film. Classic monster films were enjoying a resurgence in popularity in the late 1960s, along with more comedy centers and examples, including The Addams Family, currently having a, you know, a resurgence with Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, and The Monsters. This campy film is a spoof of horror themes complete with musical numbers and inside jokes. Mad Magazine creator Harvey Kutzman penned the script with writer Len Combrick, and mad artist Jack Davis designed many of the characters, which the puppets are a standout in this film. You watch this film not for the plot, not for the hour and a half, but the puppets are some of Rankin Bass's best. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you enjoy puppets, unlike Dan does, you know, they fill him with dread. <laughs> well, they <laughs> used to. They certainly did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would have they fucking freaked me out as a child. Yeah. But hey, I just watched Guillermo del Toro's... Uh... Pinocchio, so. Very good, very good. It has long been rumored that Forrest J. Ackerman had a hand in the script, but while the dialogue is rife with famous monsters of filmland like puns, Ackerman's involvement has never been confirmed, and his name has never appeared in the on-screen credits or in the original promotion for the film at the time of its release. Uh, in addition to the famous monsters seen in the film, Mad Monster Party also features celebrity celebrity likenesses. Karloff and Diller's characters are both designed to look like the actors portraying them, while Baron Frankenstein's lackey, Yetch, is a physical and vocal <laughs> character of Peter Lorre, who we might see next year in our classic movie. So, you know. What do you have He's, planned for next year? Mm, I have something planned for next year, but that's just me. I'll let you know later on. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know I'm always thinking at my 30th birthday party time. That should be coming right look around the corner. Uh, Swift also performs impersonations while voicing his characters, such as James Stewart. Oh, <laughs> Mary! <laughs> Wait, Jimmy Stewart's in this? No, it's an impersonation. No, of yeah, no even better. My dog, which we have four at this table. So I mean, Mr. That's the different quality we're taking from oh, last hey, year. We got the Jimmy yeah. Stewart impersonator. Oh, we listened to that episode, but forgive me. It's poison, I tell you, it's poison. Mr. Gower, I know you didn't mean to poison him. Oh, uh, anyways, uh, Sydney Greenstreet as the Invisible Man, uh, Charles Lawton as the Freighter Captain. Uh, Mad Monster Party was one of several family-friendly projects Carliff led his voice to in his final years, including the 1966 television adaptation of How the Grinch Stole Christmas for You're a Mean One, Mr. Mm-hmm. Grinch. Um, it was his final involvement in a production connected to the Frankenstein mythos and that had propelled him to stardom for some three decades earlier. So it's an interesting little send-off for him mm-hmm. that this is the last time he did Frankenstein-adjacent characters. 
characters. Um, and with that, uh, the voice cast, we've got Boris Karloff as Baron Boris von Frankenstein, an English actor, his portrayal of Frankenstein's monster in the horror film Frankenstein, his 82nd film, established him as a horror icon, and he reprised the role for the sequels Bride of Frankenstein and Son of Frankenstein. He also peer- appeared as Imhotep and the Mummy, 1932. Not Not that mummy. No, no, but also quality. Different, but quality. And voiced the Grinch in, as well as narrating the animated television special of Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, a Christmas classic, uh, which won him a Grammy Award. Alan Swift as Felix Flanken, R&B, and an old cartoon legend, so a Rankin-Bass staple. Mm -hmm. Uh, Swift also provided the voice of the primary characters, Count Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, Fang, uh, the werewolf, the hunchback of Notre Dame, the invisible man, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and it, in quotes. in addition to supporting characters, uh, Yetch, a skeleton, Chief Mafia, Machiavelli, Mr. Cronkite, the fire. There's a lot of characters in this one. The freighter captain, the first mate, and the mailman. Uh, Gail Garnett as Francesca, a New Zealand-born Canadian singer best known in the United States for her self pen Grammy-winning folk hits, will sing in the sunshine, which I don't think I've ever heard ah, before. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe someone, Sandy was on the podcast. Out there like, oh, I remember it. Uh, Garnet has since carved out a career as an author and actress, and I will say her voice is pretty good in this for not being a typical voice actress. Mm. She kind of pulls her weight in this. That was one of my, uh, mm. my notices on this. We get the comedy legend Phyllis Diller in this mm-hmm. as the monster's mate, an American stand-up comedian, actress, author, musician, and visual artist, best known for her eccentric stage persona, self-deprecating humor, wild hair and clothes, and exaggerated cackling laugh. Uh, Diller contributed to more than 40 films, beginning with 1961 Splendor in the Grass, uh, a classic. Uh, She appeared in many television series, featured in in numerous cameos, as well as her own short-lived sitcom and variety show. Some of her credits include Night Gallery, The Muppet Show, The Love Boat, Sybil, and Boston Legal, plus 11 seasons of The Bold and the Beautiful. Her voice acting related roles included The Monster's Wife and the Mad Monster Party, uh, The Queen in a Bug's Life, Oh, okay. Oh, All right. <laughs> Granny Neutron and the Adventures of Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. We're awake now. And, <laughs> Thelma, <laughs> and Thelma Griffin and Family Guy. All right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's true. Yeah. I'm glad you got some culture in you, at least. That's how you know Phyllis Diller. <laughs> uh, and Ethel Innes as the title song singer, an American jazz musician whose career spanned seven decades and has spent the majority of her life in her hometown of Baltimore, Maryland, where she was affectionately known as the First Lady of Jazz. So, stole that title from me, I guess. (laughs) Has she been mentioned on this podcast before? No. I don't know. All right. I'm blanking. I'm pretty. I I thought you know my memory is a steel trap. Uh, (laughs) Well, anyways. I don't know when she would have. Before we adjourn to our first film and the rest of the films subsequently, you'll get the rest of the notes when we reconvene. Do you have any ideas of what to expect in Mad Monster Party? Well,. uh, if it didn't have a question mark at the end of the title, I think I I would know. But but now I I, I don't know what's coming. It could be anything. The intrigue, intrigue, mystery, suspense, it's palpable, all of it. Yeah, uh, Gabe, by all means, you go. No, you that's it. That's it. That's all I had to say. Gabe, uh, um. I, again, this is the only one tonight that I have never, ever seen. Mm. Uh, I've only ever seen, like, screenshots of Phyllis Diller's, like, <laughs> character. Diller. Uh, and it's... It, only late at night. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's it, it, greatest shame, but it was... 
I, because I, again, I would assume that we never got like constant television airings of it because no. they couldn't fit it into Halloween stuff. This one so. was very hard to find too. I mean, you could pay for it on Amazon, which isn't like many of the other Rankin Bass movies, so that was interesting enough. But I found it on the Internet Archive. It's, I wasn't paying anything. It's interesting for it. that these Rankin Bass aren't like in some remastered collection yeah. somewhere. Like they're all like maybe that'll lost be our job. Time. Yeah, <laughs> the Rankin Bass Historical Society. Yeah. <laughs> no, we willed stupider shit into existence. There's before. a podcast we could get there, that. so <laughs> don't it, talk about that. Yeah, but no, we we it would be nice if these were preserved in some yeah. capacity because uh, they're, yeah. they're all actually held at the apex of the Bass Pro Shop pyramid, <laughs> 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 waiting for someone to find them. Inscribed like a holocron that's on top. But yeah. I, I don't. But yeah, I, I again, I'm I'm most curious about this first one. I also think Dan is going to give his I like it rating more than us because he does love the classic monsters. I do. I mm-hmm. I do as well, so that's probably why I chose this, but like I said after watching, this one definitely holds up the least for me, but I'm interested to see where it will take us. Yeah. All right. So All right. with that, shall we go to the Mad Monster Party? <laughs> I guess so. Yes. <laughs> I- We are back, and once again, forever changed. We didn't think it was possible again, but over the course of yet another holiday extravaganza, we, uh, I don't know, it, it's, it's been, it feels like it's been a thousand years since we, since we recorded the opening. Um, where do we, well, okay, we gotta well, say, first we gotta I say, just gotta pat myself on the back for doing it again. Thank you, me. Really pulled it out. And no, it, excellent selection. Uh, I I would say that you you provided us with a with a feast here. In, <laughs> While in, these in, two remain quiet, huh? In more ways than one. But in terms of like, I, I, it felt like we we could have opened with Easter Bunny and then started like. Oh, now you have your opinions, to, huh? No, because it felt like like we could have because we got a lot of larfs out of Mad Monster Party for the wrong reasons. Mad Monster Party <laughs> Party. Party. And then, I I guess, you know, uh, it seemed as though the critics were the most fond of... What the, I, I'm oh, forgetting the, the, the leprechaun, the leprechaun Christmas gold one. You know, that's in fact the opposite. They actually really loved Mad Monster Party. Oh, no, I'm ha, saying no, these oh, guys. Oh, oh, these, ha, these guys. Ha, 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 the listeners ha, can't see, but I'm pointing yeah. to the, 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 the two goobs. Wait, the actual <laughs> critics like yeah, Mad Yeah. Who are these Hollywood? critics? <laughs> I wouldn't know. Has a 97 on Mad <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know in the notes. It's just hail. And a 97. <laughs> a 97. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, do we have anything to say before we get into the plots of each of these? Um, <laughs> Any last thoughts? Go for it. <laughs> go for it. Okay, why not? So let's begin with Mad Monster Party with a plot synopsis. Mm-hmm. Feel free to interrupt me with any of your thoughts and burgeoning, you know, questions that you have. On the Isle of Evil, Baron Boris von Frankenstein performs an experiment creating the power of the universe, a liquid energy that it literally nukes a raven in the <laughs> opening scene. I got to I got to I got to set some mood lighting for for Mad Monster Party. Yeah. We watched it and there were multiple stretches where 
the conversation diverted, and we talked about something else for like ten minutes, <laughs> and then when we looked back up, nothing in the plot had advanced, no, and, and that's the same the scene was yeah. still going. Yeah, it's a perfect movie to talk with your friends so, over. So, even if Jonathan is able to deliver a clear and concise plot summary, <laughs> that it did not play out that way. No, it did it, not. It, we, we spent a lot of time milling about with these monsters, so <laughs> just, just keep that in mind, please. It started with "I am death, destroyer of worlds," <laughs> and then it continued with mm, "I normally skip this part." <laughs> well, it opened on Oppenheimer, yeah. <laughs> where he blows up this raven with a nuke. <laughs> Just, um, as for a month off, oh no, no, it's the Sky Felix. Okay, yeah, no, Frank, yeah, Frank, Doctor Victor yeah. Baron von Frankenstein yeah. has perfected like a Baja blast serum <laughs> that if you inject it into a living yeah. thing, it'll explode. It becomes and a nuke, basically. Yeah, which I mean, in my experience with Baja blast. Fair, fair. <laughs> and Dr. Frankenstein has invited these monsters to his party. Because this the is the mad monster for, party. Because yeah. thematically, this is his crowning achievement. He once created life, and now he has figured out how to undo matter. Grant, I'm going to assume that you know how that works. When, well, if you put Baja you Blast on anything, that it's going to explode. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't disprove it. So. There's laws of equivalent exchange, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, so Something like that. But I'll say, for this audience, I mean, inviting... People via crow? <laughs> no, not via crow, via bat. Via, no. bat. via bat. Via bat. See, crow would be easier. Yeah, a spider in the envelope, too. But for you to <laughs> set, send a scroll via, bat, white powder. via bat, that's, that's <laughs> Don't tough. sniff that. Yeah, Gabe's getting some ideas from this. Next year. So mm-hmm. why did he invite the monsters if he just wanted his young nephew well, to... apparently they have this convention every year or so. It was like a humble brag thing he wanted to... <laughs> yeah, so, so, of course. so the whole plot was based on his humble brag. Yeah, he, so, no, he wanted to invite the other monsters because this was like his crowning achievement. Yeah. But he was also going to screw them over publicly <laughs> by giving his nephew the company so his nephew (laughs) (laughs) the the, the new company this was all passive aggressive he didn't like any new monster corp (laughs) anyways felix flanken is our hero question mark question mark and he's doing a jimmy stewart impression the entire movie a very bad jimmy stewart impression (laughs) well we had four jimmy stewart impressions going that were better we were all better yeah (laughs) yeah um, was he just straight up taking drugs? In no, the he was eating pills. He was <laughs> yeah. at a truck store just eating pills. <laughs> no, uh, and he, he's working for free, so that yeah. only leads me yeah. to assume that he, uh, he's popping pills he, he has, has a drug problem and he's trying to work off his debt. Uh, the mailman arrives, and I just have to mention the scene. The mailman takes his sweet time just delivering this mail <laughs> for no <laughs> The mailman would be like the Tom Hanks cameo that they yeah. have to linger on for way too long. So pretty much every scene in this movie went on Overstays for about twice as long as it needed yeah. to. Ah, <laughs> I agree. Ah, 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 ah. Every, every scene, every shot. So Felix asks for a month off to attend this Island in the Caribbean party, even though he doesn't know who's throwing the party in the first place. He's a klutz. Uh, then we meet uh, Frankenstein's monster Fang, oodles some leggy redhead and is chastised by his comedic nagging mate, played by Phyllis Diller. <laughs> Yeah, okay. No, 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 Who is gotta... my favorite Rankin Bass puppet by far? And I wanna I wanna provide a little bit of a of uh No, because I'm gonna leave Phyllis Diller to you because oh, that's the only way that we can do it, but I wanna provide a little context. <laughs> I don't know if this is misinformation, but I'm ninety percent positive that there was some kind of thing where one of the film companies had the rights to Bride of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. which is why Phyllis Diller has to be the monster's mate. mate. Yeah. And then they can't say the creature of the Black Lagoon. He's just the creature. Mm-hmm. Like, they can't 
I, I reference that, yeah. things yeah. like that. I don't think Rankin Bass had that sway. <laughs> that's why we get the off-brand version for some yeah. of these, because they can't like refer to them as yeah. as that. So So Phyllis Diller as the Monsters Maze is my go-to Halloween costume from now on. Phyllis Diller was she was the arms and the legs. <laughs> the body yaddy yaddy. But the, but the pardon my French, everything else <laughs> was Francesca? Francesca. <laughs> Francesca, the Lana Del Rey. Yeah. The leggy assistant. So uh, we get Phyllis Diller singing You're Different. <laughs> Do we remember that? Any thoughts on that song? Okay, none I of mean, the songs relate to the plot. No, but they're, 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 yeah, they're, they're okay. Uh, yeah. Your Different is definitely the worst song. <laughs> yeah. But it overstays its welcome. But I, I think the music is the saving grace of this film. Yeah, she said you're different. <laughs> That's you're, you're ugly, <laughs> but you're here. Okay, yeah, because we get like a lot of '60s slang, like "Oh, bird watching again, are we?" And then she sings a song about yeah. how much she and loves him. She's got him these go-go boots, these red leather gloves, and she's just ah, <laughs> with bad jokes every scene. <laughs> okay, but we gotta. There's so much to fucking unpack here. As the other three co-hosts will, will attest, mm-hmm. there's a lot of times where, especially Phyllis Stiller, will. S- it seems like she's about to make a pun or a joke, but the joke doesn't happen. And, it's and, like, and then she doesn't. It's a non. Yeah, it's an anti-joke. Jonathan, can you you thought of well, one off? One of them is she rolls the assistants' heads down the table, and I put heads for the memories because <laughs> that doesn't connect as a joke. No, it doesn't. It's that's like two literally separate. how it sounds like. Like it, it's so it's every line pretty much is what you like any given stupid spooky ghoul pun that you mm-hmm. could think of is yeah. not made in yeah. this. Jen was like <laughs> tearing his paper in half like foaming at the mouth like i could have written this better the entire film so we get your different what a pair dr frankenstein's assistant the leggy francesca updates the doctor's invitations all of them but it are attending it in quotes isn't invited because last year it was smashing boars smashing boars together it was a a crushing boar and it was crushing boars yeah i will say i laughed at the joke Also, a letter from Felix Flanken has arrived. This isn't a resort. The doctor's nephew is in turn revealed to be Felix Flanken. The doctor is retiring and passing on his trade to Felix, his successor. Francesca clearly wants an in for the doctor's secrets, so she plots away in her, like, mind's eye. Well, it's a little more complex than that, because we get a 15-minute dialogue (laughs) scene where Frankenstein is explaining... How he had, like, a second cousin whose daughter got married and <laughs> yeah. she was the white sheep of the family. Mm-hmm. And then that's where Felix Franken came from because we don't have... We needed that. Yeah. <laughs> not, not spooky monster nonsense. Yeah. We needed, like, oh yeah, my wife's cousin married a dude and then we... <laughs> I, they had a son and that son is legally my... <laughs> so it's like, I, I can't... It's a nightmare. <laughs> okay, so and he was a son a... who was like, oh... Oh, 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 we meet our monsters, including Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, a sarcophagus containing Imhotep the mummy, a sarcophagus, Quasimodo, sarcophagus, sarcophagus, Guacimolo, the invisible man who is actually done pretty well. Like, I like his animation in this. He's just a floating uh, terry cloth robe. Mm-hmm. Some slippers. No wearing pants. pants. <laughs> I guess no, no pants. <laughs> I 
Gambit. <laughs> and then right, keep uh, it together. We gotta keep it together. Yeah. So we we get Dracula and uh, Felix and the Wolfman. They're boarding this SS Herring to the Island of Evil. Uh, Felix clearly doing a Jimmy Stewart impression, as I mentioned. While on this boat, like the the ferryman and his assistant are astounded by the monsters that come on board, and it takes far too long to introduce <laughs> the monsters three times throughout the movie. <laughs> It's all, like, not really that amazing stuff. It's just, like, they just dick with the people, and they're like, ooh. It's like, no, no, like, I turn into a bat and fly away. You guys joke, but this is a Halloween classic that's going to be added to your list, and I know it. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I know all, all I had to say is, uh, but they're, they're dancing above a pool, <laughs> and the pool will open if you hit the key. And they're like, oh. But Buffalo yeah, gals are going to come out tonight. They're all wet. <laughs> but but it's it's just like this scene with the with where they're getting on the boat. There's like all of like those like anti puns. Like they're they're on display there because after one of the monsters scares them, Dracula shows up and he's got like the perpetual DreamWorks face as we were discussing because yeah. he's got one eyebrow raised and the model can't change. So they're like, oh, you're not getting on the boat, Mr. Scary Man. And then instead of instead of saying, like, oh, instead of going by water, I'll go batty. He says, like, guess I'm going bat. And then, like, turns into a bat and flies onto the boat. And it's, like, the most infuriating shit. I think you love it, man. You're just joking. You know you're going to come to love it. Uh, Felix is a Velma and doesn't realize he's on a boat full of monsters. He loses his glasses. He's having interactions with all of them, as is the the boatman's assistant, who goes down to get these monsters for dinner, apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, But they all have those unique jokes, jokes which you mentioned. And it's, again, it's another, like, character introduction, because we see each one of them individually. Yeah. And then we see each one of them again, because uh, Felix is talking to Mr. Hyde, or uh, Dr. Jekyll. Yeah. And Dr. Jekyll says, transforms into Hyde with his... Cain that should not have enough potion, as Gabe mentioned. I'm saying. <laughs> that thing has about 100 mLs of any liquid. <laughs> and he exhausted he it, it last, yeah. mid-movie. Yeah, and he says hide. Felix hides in the, the lifeboat and spends half the movie there. Well, okay, yeah, but all right. I, there's even more things in between here, though. For one thing, Dr. Jekyll, his model, <laughs> oh. he's supposed to be like a British like, oh, yuppie. they totally, like, they, yeah... Well, no, go on. Go no, on. So, they, so Dr. Jekyll, the way they they made the model is like he's supposed to have this like upper lip, like stiff upper, upper lip kind of like British <laughs> thing going yeah. on. But like the way they shot every scene he's in, you like can't see his mouth moving. So I think they just skimped on the animation by having it kind of like with his chin facing towards the camera in every shot. Well, you know where that money went to Phyllis Diller's mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she said, ma. Ha, she ha, had every ha, vowel. Ha, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Well, and Filler, Phyllis Diller's Filler, mouth has Filler like, Diller. Filler Diller. <laughs> Filler Diller. No, but we we discussed that because none of the the monsters on the uh, for the most part, except for maybe Dracula, don't get a lot of dialogue. It just mm. always like there's a scene of another monster, then it cuts to Phyllis Diller doing something, yeah, and, and that's poor, every part. Poor creature of the Black Lagoon is like shafted the entire movie. Yeah, he only gets like one thing to do, I think. Yeah, yeah God forbid we have character introductions three times for every other character. Get <laughs> a single one for the creature of the Black Lagoon. So Quasimodo and the mummy jump ship. Dracula bats out, as Dan said. The Invisible Man goes commando, jumps off the boat. The Wolfman has pat- pitched together a raft. And Hyde commandeers a boat. Dr. Frankenstein tells his staff of zombies, including Peter Laurie, stand in Yetch 
to be in top form and make sure it doesn't get on the island, whatever it may be. He also has zombie bellhops. Yeah. That's the, yeah. That's the, that's mm-hmm. the thing. He, I thought they were, well, uh, we did get spooky skeletons eventually, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, they're coming. Uh, Yetch has a thing for Francesca, what a creep, she says, and like body slams him into the ground, so good on her, but her character kind of does a 180. In the end of things, in my opinion. Uh, full assortment of planes to patrol the island in uh, Dr. Frankenstein has this whole collection, an assortment of Orville and Wilbur planes that he's... Yeah, well, we get lore about that eventually. Accrued over his life, I guess. Uh, Dr. Frankenstein goes ham on the organ. The monsters mate and fang get ready for the party. Ah-ha! <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. If you're wondering where our main character is, he doesn't show, show up, up for another no. hour. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> So then Al we... Frank and whatever his name is, he doesn't show up. So yeah. then Al Frank, <laughs> Al Frank. <laughs> U.S. Senator Al Franken, yeah, has not arrived on the Elon. <laughs> the monster party begins, and we meet our monsters yet again. Dracula arrives. Don't kiss me. I always leave marks. Ha 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 ha. Next, the Wolfman, who has like this relationship with Dracula for some reason. They're like best buds in this film. Do they share a room later on? Or? No, they don't, but they, they share a hug <laughs> and embrace. Uh, the Invisible Man and just his fez, Quasimodo and the Mummy, who might share a relationship because they're together often. Well, the Mummy shares, yeah, yeah. the Mummy and Quasimodo yeah. hang out. And Guacimolo. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, my Don Juan, I Don Juan to look at. <laughs> That's the kind of comedy you can expect in this movie. Uh, something Smells Fishy, the creature from the Black Lagoon, is there too and then we meet chef machiavelli who is an italian chef. stereotype <laughs> no no chef what's the first name game do you remember mafia machiavelli, machiavelli. <laughs> a good strong italian name uh but he's preparing things on the menu and including octopusy soup <laughs> so this is another scene where like we had a full-on conversation amongst ourselves while everything was going on and we looked up and it was the same scene we didn't miss anything it's just it's just him going over like it's the stupid halloween like, dishes like, like course of his meal wizard wizard soup <laughs> I, I did try to warn you all you didn't listen. That was like a ten-minute scene. We completely <laughs> were ignoring the movie, and we looked up, and it was the exact same scene. Oh my god! Uh, Bug bites. <laughs> it's, it's like oh, it's like for like twenty Rats. minutes. <laughs> Frogs. Breath. All right. No, words were yeah, but then there was like a. I, I, the one note that I made was like, of all the stupid public domain monsters that were available, yeah. for, why not just make the chef like Jack the Ripper or something? Like he's sitting there doing things with knives, chopping he up said, like Use fish. To gods. Yeah, and then that's like, it, it doesn't even make sense. Just make him Italian. It doesn't matter. But like, just don't make up like a guy. Italian. <laughs> I mean, it was Mafia Marconi. They could have made him a hitman named Jack the Ripper. Dan always has such great ideas. If only he was behind the rank and bass cameras. Uh, dinner is ready. The secret to ultimate destruction is revealed. And then Francesca has a very long, like, internal monologue where she's like, I'm gonna get that secret. And then Phyllis Diller is like, I heard that bitch. Ha 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 
<laughs> she's sitting right next to me um, because she has been thinking too loud. And then we get little Tibia and the Fibias, Dan Skellingtons. Yeah, there is finally a spooky skeleton band. They sing a song about the mummy. They dance the mummy and that's for a good 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and then that's the only thing that the mummy gets to do. But it quickly devolves into a like a bar fight yeah. uh, because I, I don't remember watch. why. Well, yeah. The monsters are all going ham in the dance. Then Francesca takes Dracula aside. The mate listens in behind a curtain, obviously. <laughs> like five which feet is the away. Jonathan role. <laughs> yeah. And the real successor is the doctor's nephew, who's in he's invited. Mm-hmm. So everyone's pissed about that. They want to get rid of this nephew and share the secrets with each other. Uh, Dracula clearly wants to backstab Francesca, but they have this kind of like cool hot relationship with one another. They're using each other. To get rid of Felix. Well, and they get a whole song about it. Yeah. They get like a... I like this song. I'm going to say it. I know you probably don't remember it. I know it's a long night to go ahead. I, I like it. I like her voice. I like the song. Mm-hmm. No, it, it, I... <laughs> Dead silence. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Not even Dan can add into that. Well, I'm just trying to think, but it, it was like it's our turn. Villain, it's so. our turn. Yeah. No, no. no. As, as we like, Her, as Grant just yeah. said, like she, the voice actress is really good. She can sing well, and mm-hmm. it like she gives off Bond like girl yeah. slash villain vibes the whole way through. Like Francesca slash Lana Del Rey is probably the standout <laughs> yeah. of this piece, and that mm-hmm. seems to be intentional on the part of the people who made this special. Yeah. So. She's giving octopusy. <laughs> yeah, soup. she's yeah. serving octopusy yeah. soup. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dracula and Francesca discover the mate overheard their conversation. Francesca and the mate get into a cat fight, which is kind of hot for a Rankin Bass. Well, they, yeah. they stripped. They stripped yeah. This so is not a joke. They, they strip down to their underwear and like yeah, have a cat I've ne- fight. I've never seen puppets strip down to. <laughs> yeah, I know. No way. To yeah. their negligee. All kind of hot and bothered. <laughs> well, and again, we have to assume that the Francesca puppet went missing after this was. <laughs> well, that that's the greatest lore. Listen, I'm definitely writing that. In the I will say. Three hundred sixty-five days ago, I was here with a uh, little little Timmy that got struck by lightning yeah. and saved by nuns. Yeah. And these are the same, <laughs> same models. Same models. That's <laughs> Angela Lansbury's puppet stacked out <laughs> that are used stripped in mud wrestling. <laughs> uh, Dracula calls on the Wolfman to help, and we get a mad monster dinner fight where everyone fights. There's lots of puns, and this is the party. This is this is <laughs> the party. party. party? <laughs> yeah, it, it happens already. Like it's not because because it's supposed to be like a crazy night, and then they're all like cartoon hungover for a little bit. <laughs> Well, then we get the famous yeah. bedroom scene. Yes, yeah, so the monsters all <laughs> sleeping off the events from the night. Finally, an hour in, Felix arrives on the island. Well, we get like their intricate details between well, each other, which I'm sure Dan will love to mention. Which was, you know, because <laughs> as as Grant also it, it, like, there's three scenes in a row where there's a joke about one of them in their bunkmates snoring. Yeah, and well, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like the interlude between the next the next day is we see all the the we see all the monsters sleeping off the the night's events in their various bunked config, configurations, <laughs> and each pairing has like a problem where one is being kept up by the other. But every every pairing, it's like one is just snoring, and then the other one is trying to, like, stop the snoring. And it's the same up. joke three times. It's the same joke. It's infuriating, I tell you. Why? It just, it's, it's the through line of this, of this segment, because 
the puppets are fantastic. Yeah, I like the puppets. Yeah. I think they're high quality. They're like they're, they're like, like cool looking puppets. Phyllis Diller as a puppet. So. They're like you know, it's like obviously Phyllis Diller is Phyllis Diller, and then the other ones kind of look like Crash Bandicoot villains, but they're like cool. <laughs> and they're all of these intricate sets and setups, and it's like obvi- obviously it's like an hour and a half runtime. So they're making the most of you know of what they have with these materials, but it's like. It's all in the service of a very, very little. Like they don't yeah, do anything fun. It's a lot of time to do not much. So what we're saying it's Rankin and Bass and Ryan. If only it could be. If Ryan. we had the, we the fortune. You as a script doc. If only yeah. with a with a French worm I could go oh. back in time. If there's any <laughs> not yet. Not yet. If there's anyone who could save this movie with a French worm. So to finish, where are we? Me as a French worm. We were in a window with, with red patent gloves. <laughs> yeah. Which part of the movie yeah, were we? Okay, in? so anyway. <laughs> He's done. He's ready to go. So now finally the protagonist yeah. shows up Felix, to the island. Felix arrives on the island. He's Welcome. Like, oh, oh, I'm here on the oh, island. Oh, oh, oh Mary. Oh, Mr. Mr. Gower. <laughs> Mr. Gower. He's welcomed by Dr. and Francesca in the water, and we get this, like, Francesca him love plot starting out. Yeah, because Frankenstein tells Francesca that he's going to make, like, that's when he reveals that it's like, oh yeah, I, he, it has to be him, because mm-hmm. I... I hate all these other schmucks that came to this event, so it's like, it's gotta be him. Yeah. So they ride the dumb sea monster boat from Bowcraft <laughs> to the castle, and Dracula and Francesca plot. <laughs> is anyone listening to this podcast? Are they gonna know what Bowcraft Honestly, is? Honestly, if they do, then kudos to them! We have the yeah. Nietzsche if, Jersey If you humor. know this obscure Jersey <laughs> amusement park off Route 22, that's no longer That's there. where our fans are, you yeah. don't know. They're always listening, always loving, always right, watching. Right. It's a fragment of our childhoods, we gotta... <laughs> well, I never just went there, much as... I just saw from afar. It was fun. I wasn't rich enough to go to Bowcraft in my... I gave eight years to stand in the same monster truck as you, or wherever they have a Bowcraft. I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, Dracula and Francesca plot. It was plot. that dragon coaster yeah, was yeah, the, real, yeah. the real thing you wanted to do at Bowcraft. Yeah. And Francesca's idea is to take Felix on a picnic tour and kill him on this picnic tour using the other monsters. Yes. Um, which she tries to do. Um, Felix is completely oblivious to all the mo- other monsters' attempts to murder him. Uh, Dr. Frankenstein then shows off the planes related to Wilbur and Orville. The popcorn moguls. A very yeah. good big laugh of the night from Dan. Um, Woo! I, laughed. No, I laughed at that one. <laughs> I'm the dead of the Worldwide Society of... Oh, I'm the lead of the Worldwide Society of Monsters. Like, I want to make you that. That's kind of the, the doctor's plan, is to make Felix that. Yeah, he's, he's going to be in charge of all ghouls, creeps. Like, all of that stuff. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's some kind of plot in here where... Because Felix so, is so nonchalant, like he just treats the monsters like annoying people, which is all they are in this in the context of they're just annoying people. But he's like he's not phased by him, no. and that that is like oh that's a sign that he's good to take over. But the plot does not go in that direction. No, uh, he's nope. Wednesday. He yeah. is Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, in a flight in in a fight against the normies. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. yeah. So we get step one. Stay one step ahead from the monsters, which is like the menagerie of these creatures that are existing mm-hmm. on this island. Um, Felix asks for a moment to think while fishing. Francesca uh, scolds Dracula. The Maiden Fang double-cross Francesca with Dracula. Francesca escapes and plots revenge by jumping out of the window uh, or dropping down the chute. And then she pens a letter to it to get it to come to the island. Yes. Uh, Felix doesn't think he can be chair of Monsters, Inc., 
as we put down. Uh, very witty joke. <laughs> uh, why don't we just go down the trap door? <laughs> why don't we just jump down? Uh, uh, Francesca just leaps out of the window into the moat. She is rescued by Felix. Uh, the trio call the monsters to do Francesca in. Francesca is going through it, and Felix slaps her multiple times, and that kind of endears her to him. Yeah, that's some yikes, yikes material. Yeah, it's just a bit sus. <laughs> because it's played off as like, oh, he's he's manly. It's like, uh. <laughs> yeah. like this is, I, I don't I don't know. It's just so weird. I can't I can't imagine being a kid and sitting through this and being like, <laughs> you would wow. love it. Well, yeah, well, but not it for... Little, it gets a little steamier after. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, we haven't even fully oh. escalated. <laughs> They're in love now, and we hear the song Never Was a Love Like Mine, in which these two fuck. Oh, it's clearly a fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no question about it. I mean, I put down, I mean, another bop, but where is the plot in this film? <laughs> uh, it's another to... one that goes on for, like, 20 minutes longer yeah. than it needs to. Uh, we have to get off this island. Something is coming. Uh, the monsters gather to kill Felix and Francesca. Pursuit through the jungle. Go on without me, Felix. I'll carry you. And we get a lot of... I mean, this is kind of witty for the movie. She says, Francesca's like, I wasn't made for this. I, yeah. I I can't put up with the pressure, and it's like a witty thing. Like, if you were paying attention, it's like, hmm, what's up with Francesca? Even one of the first lines is Frankenstein <laughs> goes like, oh, your your creator was certainly a smart one, and you think he's just being, like, old man 60s flirting, but he's actually, you know, there's a, there is a plot twist coming, mm. so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Francesca is taken by the wolfman at this point. Um, after, like, Felix picks her up, picks her up, um, suddenly behind Felix, as he's surrounded by monsters, it arrives, and it's just a big ooh. But you also <laughs> forgot that he has the disintegration juice. Oh, yeah. He, he was holding that. on to it, he was threatening the monsters with it. I don't remember like, when he picked that, that up, to be honest, actually, yeah. That wasn't a real one, was it? Or was that his medicine? I thought that was his medicine. For, yeah. li- for life of me, I don't I, remember. I, I know he threatens to kill himself. I, I think that's why he does do that, yes. <laughs> Twice, out loud, yeah. he says, but I, I don't I don't remember if it was the... But does, no, it's his the, medicine, because he's... That's oh, the okay. whole reason we get him Speaking of medicine. The whole reason for him that we set up that he's a, like a hypochondriac <laughs> is to have this fake serum at the end. Yeah, but I don't even know if he's a hypochondriac. He just takes a lot of pills. <laughs> yeah, it just pops the pills. His cough is bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah, there. Did you, one of you guys pointed out that it's the... Um, he has he, like a whooper mouth. <laughs> Because <laughs> the model, there's no in between. It's just like regular mouth, and a round space, and then, and then an oval, and paste, <laughs> paste it paper. Yeah well, yeah, well, that's the other thing we had talked about. Phyllis Diller, how like the way they animated ah, her mouth, ah, it's ah, just ah, yeah, it's just little no, paper cutouts stuck to the model. It looks like robot chicken <laughs> mounts. All the budget went to her mouth. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Was, printouts were very expensive back in the 60s. <sighs> so it arrives. It's just a giant ape, which Den was like, I'm awake. <laughs> now, now you have no, my attention. To be fair, though, it was a giant ape. <laughs> <laughs> a very well, giant. the size kept changing. They couldn't decide. Very giant. <laughs> the, the portrait of Francesca <laughs> was the size of a floor of the castle. <laughs> Well, the it monkey ape is in love with Francesca by picking up a portrait of her. Very King Kong. Uh, Yetch is flicked away by it after trying to, I don't know, molest Francesca. 
No, he is, yeah. yeah. Well, no, but e- even then, because I don't know if we mentioned it, but there's a scene previously where she, like, hits him, and he's like, oh, she's telling oh, me yeah, to... Yeah. I can't do a Peter Lorre, but I, hold <laughs> on. Saying, oh, Francesca. <laughs> there we go. Oh. Telling me to oh. be a creep. Like that. Like, that's the... And then... And that's the moral <laughs> I'm keeping that sound bite in a very special place in my heart. <laughs> I'm going to play that over and over again. <laughs> But that's but that's the that's another yikes portion because it's like oh like, like that's the that's the whole thing. She kissed me and it sent me to the moon. Yeah, yeah. Gabe. Oh no, really? that's a good one. there we go. Your but, snatch game characters revealed. But what Gabe just says makes more sense than anything because again, there's no real like puns, so it would be like oh, no, it, there's no joke. No, he does say that. He says like yeah. oh, her kiss sent me to the moon. Yeah, when when he gets flicked when he gets yeah, flicked by yeah. Right. But I I feel like Gabe's delivery was less clumsy. <laughs> than the actual like movie yeah. so it was there's always a catch with this movie yeah. there's always like it's, it's always worse than what you think it's, <laughs> it's going to be it's always annoyingly not what you think it's gonna be <laughs> and there's there's no staples there's no fangs for nothing there's no like <laughs> frankenstein <laughs> jokes. fangs for the memories there, there's got like a bride and husband frankenstein there's no you left me in stitches there's oh, none yeah. of that shit yeah. it, it's nowhere yeah. you, no elect- bolts you about electrify it. me yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just yeah i I just don't understand. Really use us on this movie team, yeah. but whatever. Uh, so let's finish this, shall we? Let's finish the first movie in the three-movie part before our next movie. <laughs> so anyways, um, it has captured all the monsters, and the doctor promises to save them all. So I guess that's what all those planes were for. He boards them as Felix is hacking his way through the jungle trying to escape on the, the boatcraft boat. Yes. Um, Felix and Francesca escape. Uh, and the doctor goes off and blows off, blows up the entire island. Oh, yeah, because cause the King Kong in his other hand grabbed the rest of the main cast and was holding them hostage. Uh-huh. Oh, no, no. Ha, 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 But this ending takes... Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but when, when Gabe does... When you do that laugh, it sounds like Ursula in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, well, it's Pat Carroll. R.I.P. Lost her this year. But... So all of the all of the main monsters that we've come to know and despise are being held in one hand, and then f- adding layers yeah. to his character, Frankenstein is is grabbed in the other hand when his plane goes down, mm-hmm. and he's like he's got his disintegration juice, <laughs> and he's like I hate all of you, and I no. want to die yeah. and take all of you with me. <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's really it's it's you it's guys cerebral are... when you think about it. <laughs> And he does. <laughs> he kills them, he all. kills them all. There's no twist. There's no comedic like he he blows up the entire. <laughs> That's my next note. Yeah. He he's in a whole. He's in a whole aircraft, and then they crush him. And he's like, oh, "I'm still here. I'm gonna take you all out." <laughs> but but it's it's framed in such a weird way because it's well, not no, even like it's framed that they they were trying to kill his nephew. So he's like, "Well, I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> But I yeah, he says that he's like, okay, you, your, your greed was worth killing my nephew for, but also you've all been like pains in my ass for so many years that like I'm done, yeah. and it's, yeah. it, it's, and some of them weren't even scheming. I don't no. think they just, <laughs> yeah, but you know, it was Monster's mate was still there in her yeah. patent, ah. patent the leather gloves, being like, ah, 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 ah. I can't believe she died when my con she served, she died. That's all she did. So what happened? So, Francesca reveals that she's a robot. 
Yes. <laughs> big reveal. Big reveal. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then we get the Some Like It Hot reference. None of us are perfect. And that's how the movie ends. Wait, there, you didn't get the twist at the end. Yeah, but then Buddy Boy. Oh, is he Mr. a robot? Or yeah, was he Mr. just sneezing? M- Mr. Uh, Bowtie, he's like, ah, ah. But was ah, he just coughing? Ah, no, no, like, no. It's meant to, meant, yeah, he's a robot too. Right. It's like They're an Inception meant... top thing. It okay. depends on I, I, depends I, on your reading of the text. <laughs> okay, <laughs> your viewing of the film. To, to, to be fair to Inception, I, I think I got this one. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying this was less complicated. <laughs> Anyways, our next film. <laughs> Shall we move on? Oh wait, we gotta rate it. <laughs> out, of five, <laughs> out of five. Out of five. Ah 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 ah. We gotta get ah, serious. We've how? been we've been we've been vamping. We gotta we gotta. So what is the what is the? Gotta, is it is it four bones? <laughs> no, I I like. I is like. It, is it two tombstones? No. Two tombstones. <laughs> I like five ahas. Out of five ahas. I give it three and a half ah ah All right. Actually, no, three ah <laughs> Okay. Redacted. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give it... Wait, what was the total? What was the highest? Five. 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna be the spoiler candidate. I'm gonna give it four, four. ahas out of five because yeah. I'm gonna remember this yeah. movie. Yeah. We, well, we knew you. Yeah, <laughs> we, we knew yeah. you. It hit. Yeah. I got angry during this movie, <laughs> but I it think it made you feel something. I yeah. think yeah, yeah. better than I'm, nothing. So yeah, I think I'm gonna agree with Dan and give it four ahas out of it. I like the puppets. I like the music. It does overstay its welcome. So minus one ahas. I, I just it's just it's like a fascinating case study about how not to. <laughs> it's like a Tim and Eric sketch. It, it, there's no, there's no jokes. It's just like the setup for jokes, and then no. It is funny how like really like any like generic Halloween pun could have better served in this movie. Yeah. No, it, it, and it's like okay. Just speaking from experience, when we do this podcast, sometimes I have trouble thinking of jokes like on the on the fly, yeah, and. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll do that unintentionally, and I'm always, like, super embarrassed, but it's like, this this whole movie is just that, and someone wrote this, and it's just like... It got paid. Like, there's there's n- there's no jokes, it's just like... And that's it, why I'm gonna give it an... Ah! Ha! Out of five. How many is that? Two out of five. Two. Oh. Wow. Alright. Wow. You really did a full 180 crazy from last year, huh? Banging on that drum last I year. I learned last year... <laughs> Well, shall we get into our next film? Oh, I'm I, I'm ready. <laughs> We've got the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold from 1981. So the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold is a 1981 animated television special produced by Rankin Bass. The special was aired as part of the ABC's Family annual 25 Days of Christmas program block from 1999 to 2010. As with all the Rankin Bass specials that were broadcast there, it was moved to AMC's own programming event, Best Christmas Ever, in 2018. I remember catching this one um, in a while, like once in a while, mm-hmm. but it was forgettable back then. But after AK's Magic Axe, or Axe Magic Axe, anything is possible this year. So, there well, we go. I mentioned to Grant that in terms of like seeing this on TV... This was like a like a three thirty in the afternoon on like a weekend, <laughs> a real late one in the day. Like it was used to kill time before you know like when the, the Irish Rudolph. get up from their drinking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in time. 
Uh, Arthur Rankin stated in an interview that during the holiday season when the special first aired, a promotion was planned where prizes would be buried in random places throughout the United States for children to take up. This was scrapped because of safety concerns. If it happened, perhaps we could have found Jimmy Hoffa. It's what I wrote down in my notes. Jimmy Hoffa joke. Come on, I've got to throw it in there somewhere. It got Gabe to laugh. That's all that matters. Uh, the voice cast, as uh, we've Dan pointed out, we got Art Carney as Born to Kill Carney. <laughs> Uh, Art's career spanned stage, radio, and film, but who first gained true fame as Ed Norton on television's The Honeymooners. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Uh, Peggy Cassis Faye, she was nominated for an Academy Award for Supporting Actress. Not for, for this, this movie. movie. <laughs> not for this. <laughs> but for the 1958 film, Auntie Mame as Agnes Gooch. Auntie Mame, a classic in Jonathan Cinema. Yeah. Just so you know, true Jonathan star there. Bob McFadden is Old Mag the Hag slash Kinnacolony <laughs> Grandfather slash Belle of Irene Captain, an R&B voiceover staple. We get Ken Jennings, not that one, <laughs> as Dinty Doyle. Dinty <laughs> Doyle. An American stage actor most famous for his role as Tobias Ragg in the 1979 Broadway premiere of Stephen Sondheim's Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Oh. He's the little the little man. I peel you, banana. <laughs> Not that. Uh, I peel you. <laughs> uh, Gary Matthews as the Lord of the Leprechauns, Killikalarney Farther. <laughs> Christine Mitchell as Colleen. Gliz Bur- Beige as uh, Killikalarney Girl. As Frankie- Irish people various. <laughs> 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 Really extending that joke. Oh, uh, shillelagh, oh, shillelagh. Uh, Frankie Morinsky is Kilikalani boy. And then we get to the plot synopsis. So we open on Blarney Kilikalani narrating on how it was the leprechauns who brought the Christmas gold back to Ireland. And Dan, any feelings on that? Um, this is, like, I forgot how, like, short this is. Like, it's, like, it's, uh, that's not a leprechaun. Well, it could be a leprechaun joke. No. That's a joke. That that could be a pun. A little Maybe racist, something. don't you think? But, oh, no, no, it's extremely. Against you, yeah. leprechauns. Mm-hmm. It's a lad. Yeah, leprechauns are short, yes. Mm-hmm. No, that joke All stands. Leprechauns? The joke stands. Leprechauns are, uh, aren't real. <laughs> we have a lad. <laughs> well, you from just lost half our viewers, <laughs> so thanks. <laughs> we, have a, we, we have a lad from Bel Air. Bel Air. Who, who has all the gold. All the gold for the leprechauns. Yeah, he's... All right, all right. We got it, we got it. There's like a... The, the, the premise is that... <laughs> Sorry. That uh, Sailor Boy... Who gave just alluded to the lad? The lad, the lad, Dinty Doyle. Like, isn't isn't Dinty like a brand of uh, TV dinners? Dinty Rice. No, (laughs) call him by name. (laughs) Name is Doyle. Dinty O'Doyle. Doyle. He's sailing. uh, He's the cowboy on the Bell of Heron. The Bell of Heron. Well, you you (laughs) you say yeah. Gabe loved this movie, so (laughs) say Bell of Heron. Yeah, Bellar. Bellar. And he's he's a cabin boy, and he's uh, he gets washed ashore, and it's Christmas time. Yeah. And the old well, no, he doesn't captain, get washed ashore. His captain's like, go get oh, yeah, us a Christmas right. tree from that one island over there that has one pine tree. Because he always has his captain who has like the probably like, one of the most detailed get models. A, get us a fucking Christmas pine, Christmas pine. And it's it's just I a think Chris Gabe pine had this Irish accent in him the whole time. Like, Gabe, why don't you take this? Like, no, no, Gabe doesn't know the plot. It's, it's all yours. <laughs> oh, I wonder why. But the, all right. So, uh, if you, you know, for whatever reason, I'll explain. The, it's basically, nothing happens. Like, Dinty, Dinty Doyle washes up on shore, and then he, 
he, he unplugs he's, he's, the pine tree. He unplugs the pine tree. <laughs> <laughs> and old Mag the Hag old comes Mag the Banshee. We can reuse the Phyllis Diller uh, <laughs> laugh. laugh. Um, and then, despondent over this, uh, what the fuck is his name? Blarney of... Blarney Kilikalarney. You don't know your own kin? Invites him into... <laughs> Yeah, these historical no, figures. That this is the Kilikarani that that mines. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not the, the, the not the Kilikarani that that does. Well, shoes. no, no. There's two different two different families. <laughs> well, we'll so, get yeah. there. I have it in my notes. Don't worry. Yeah, they so, were merged by marriage. So, so <laughs> Din Tutoyo arrives on this island and sees a lot of Irish. I mean, leprechauns running, and then we get the iconic line: "Run to your burst." I just yeah, to yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, he's poking around. He frees the banshee, uh, and then the true spirit of Christmas with gold. Uh, the the Irish, the the leprechauns are going. Okay, okay. This that. is yeah. this is gonna. It's not gonna make because the, the how this ties into Christmas is that the banshee needs to get the gold from yeah. the Irish before yeah. Christmas, or yeah, else she dies. The, or the lore in this is that if a banshee doesn't get her gold before Christmas, she turns but into she has salty to ask tears for the gold. Yeah. She can't take yeah, it. She's she can't take it. the she gold. But the Irish, they they mine the gold all during Christmas, but they hide it <laughs> under the shamrock of Ireland. I like how you just have an Irish accent. There you go. For this whole right. So they they dig it up, they shape it into things, and they put it back in the ground and hide yeah. it. And we've got two competing families. We've got the Kilakalarni who digs the mines, and the Kilakalarni. Don't cancel me. The Oaklaw Jiggers. <laughs> Who make the shoes? <laughs> I didn't say it. The movie did, but yeesh, the shoemakers. No, it's because they dance jigs. <laughs> Irish jigs. The old god jiggers. Yeah. So Blarney marries Faye, which unites the two families yes. in their businesses and prospects. Uh, mine work has never been so fun. They mine the gold at night. They bury it under the shamrocks, as Gabe said. Okay. And then the leprechaun gold attracts rainbows. And old Mag the Hag, a banshee, was attracted by the gold and came to the island. But if a banshee doesn't get her gold before Christmas, she turns into the salty sea tears that she cries. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, banshees can't steal gold. They have to be given it. Old Mag was desperate for many years, so she transformed into a guardian angel and visited Faye. And it's like, gold is the root of all evil. <laughs> Down with capitalism. Oh, you, your husband should give me the gold because you should, you should repent for your sins. And Blarney sees through that. He's like, in a fight you think I'm going to give my money like, to someone I haven't met? <laughs> I've been mining my fucking gold. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> we get some domestic abuse, which is... You know. in, in silhouette. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then Blarney and his wife, Faye, get a divorce. Yeah. The in families typical, go separate. Typical yeah. Irish fish. <laughs> yeah. And it turns Not out... Not legally. <laughs> just in name only. We can't do that. <laughs> Mag convinced the gold miners to become shoemakers. She also causes an earthquake to separate this island from Ireland, becoming the Phantom Island of Trilly. Uh, Blarney went to the Lord of the Leprechauns, St. Patrick, who was in this Patrick. movie. And Patrick asked Mag why Banshees turn to tears. Show me how you turn into tears first. Mag is dumb and does so. Blarney shoves a pine cone, trapping Mag in a tree, <laughs> as is Irish magic. E- yeah, so then... <laughs> yes. That brings us back to the present, because Blarney has been telling this story to Doyle. Dinty Doyle. Dinty Doyle. Dinty Doyle. Dinty Doyle sounds like a toothpaste. Dinty microwave roast beef is, is sitting in the... And he's like recounting this and old mag the hag is looking through the sunroof yeah, like <laughs> drink your fucking tea <laughs> because she put in a potion of generosity Paprika. that will uh, that will make the user have to agree to one request <laughs> that they're given uh this is and, dumb and blarney 
uh, you know, not no, not realizing this, drinks the tea. Old Mag the Hag just storms in and is like, I gotcha. <laughs> give me your goal. And he's like, I give it to you, Dinty Doyle. And Blarney Kilkanarney says, oh, there's something in my tea. <laughs> it's Dinty Doyle. Yeah. Don't drink it. It's whiskey. <laughs> and she... Okay, so now now Mag the Hag has to come up with a new scheme to trick <laughs> Dinty into giving her the gold. Mm-hmm. But Christmas is fast approaching. Yeah. Um, and so Dinty, five minutes later after hearing this warning to not trust go someone near, who's crying with the tear stained face. Yeah, because yeah. because the 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 banshee cannot disguise itself. Uh, you know, it can it can change shape, but it cannot change the tears. Mm. So. Dinty immediately gets tricked by the old Mag the Hag pretending to be a young girl who washes up on shore. Washes. Yeah. Washes. Colleen. <laughs> Colleen. <laughs> she... The way Gabe knows this. <laughs> and she convinces him that they can go back to the Irish mainland <laughs> because if they have leprechauns and boats, that'll make and gold. Irish and gold. Yeah. That'll make the Irish happy, and they'll have a good Kilkalarney Christmas. Well, the only thing that makes the Irish happy is <laughs> good Kilkalarney Christmas. Well, I mean, at this, I, this, this whole, this whole special was. I mean, I know there's not much deeper we can. Uh, but because Dinty agrees to this vague contractual thing, that counts as Old Mag the Hag having been given the gold. Mm. She turns briefly into the, uh, uh, Zool from Ghostbusters. <laughs> she's scary. Ah, ah, yeah. ah, 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 Yeah, exactly. She does, she does that. She does, like, the, the, uh, Bilbo Baggins face in Lord of the Rings. She does that for a second before turning back into Mag the Hag. Um, and all hope, it seems like all hope is lost because she puts Dinty Doyle into a 100-year shadow sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but she takes some time to, like brag and flex on the fact that she just tricked everyone which is just enough time for saint patrick to appear again yeah, in, in the, the skies and like and while like while blarney and his wife are like like so upset, reconciling their marriage because they get upset about dinty and they're like all hope is lost and then and, he's like and dinty's in the hundred year christmas sleep yeah and he curse you to sleep for a hundred christmases he's like oh i was i was a i was an old fool i i value gabe gabe you, you've been doing the irish voice just say what he says about why their marriage can be saved who blarney yeah, yeah blarney killikalarney and killikalarney yeah. no i don't know that's it he's just out no he's i don't know well he says that his marriage was more important than gold and then they they reconcile yeah and their love did they yeah, they did. They did. They did. did. They did. Yeah, I, because it was their love that woke up Dinty. Yeah, and there's like weird vibes from that scene. There's like, Wait, but what happened to the banshee? She well, the died. Banshee, no, the banshee she got then swallowed tried by to, her tears. No, she tried to take the gold yeah. at, at long last, but she waited too long, and now that the sun came up, so it was after and Christmas, Christmas Day. Yeah. and it was, and she she died. So the moral of the story is: today is 26th December. You just wait. So the yeah, the moral Christmas. of the story is don't take an Irishman's gold after Christmas. <laughs> yeah, and don't take an Irishman's gold. Ever. Guys, to our listeners' benefit, we did not cover the plot of that. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we we. There's like they're not gonna know what happened in this leprechaun. <laughs> 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 we we, uh, we, we got we gotta also say that 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 Dinty uh, is saved from his coma by the love of the leprechauns. <laughs> 
because, you know, that love was a miracle that was able to reach him in the Kingdom Hearts darkness yeah. that he was trapped in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he comes back and it's like, he's like he came back from the dead. And I, I, I for a second, even though I knew it wasn't going to happen because this was bullshit. So I'm mm-hmm. like, there's not going to be a twist here. No. But he was like, I'm like, is Dinty like actually a saint or something is is there a twist coming but it's not you know who comes back saint patrick yeah 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 and that really cleared up the plot for our (laughs) listeners i'm glad but (laughs) but like no because i we i think i just i was worried that we restated to like you know we were fine my point is that the plot makes no fucking sense (laughs) no it doesn't and it's over in like five minutes compared to mad monster things go black and deus ex patrick comes back (laughs) (laughs) and he says oh I'll save you. Yeah. And there's like this scene where the Banshee, you know, once the sun starts rising, like a, a 2D hand-drawn wave yeah. sweeps over the <laughs> island and oh, yeah. kills her. Literally. Yeah. Drowns her. And then they finally, they like, uh, Dilly, Dilly Bar Doyle <laughs> finds Dinty. his... Dinty Doyle Dinty finds... Doyle. His ship came back. The Bell of Erin. The Bell of Erin. And she... <laughs> the Bell of Erin to go sail back to Ireland. They they get to to take all of the gold and shoes, <laughs> yeah. and the leprechaun slaves back to Ireland. All, back all to the Ireland. rainbow shoes, yeah, <laughs> that everyone wants to wear. By the way, and the stakes couldn't be lower. <laughs> the end, and then they have a good Christmas. The yeah. end, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're making those shoes that everyone a bit gauche. They're, they're good shoes. Wouldn't wear, yeah, yeah, yeah. These rainbow I'm shoes, yeah, these purple ash shoes. I apologize. I'm just trying to think if we forgot because there was also we didn't that forget anything. Oh, there was forget that. I have everything. No. But there was also that song where it's Christmas in Killarney, and we actually we don't see real <laughs> Irish people until that scene. Like the yeah, narrator they describes, it, they make it to Ireland, and then they're peddling their shoes and they're no. But that's out. before Dan is correct. There's um, like when he's imagining with Faye what life will be in Ireland. When they reach mainland Ireland, they they're gonna have a nice Christmas. And then you're saying the leprechauns aren't real Irish people? <laughs> well, I uh, that's 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 a that's a political debate that we can't get into here. But <laughs> but I remember it because the red-haired teacher also shows up in that oh, Irish oh, scene. Oh, yeah. so. And we've got a theory. Redhead right? had something for redheads. That red-haired. Yeah. Yeah. It's in every one of the fucking films that we've watched. Red There's always teacher. a redhead that's getting Francesca. All the sex in film. <laughs> what? It's true. Who's the Who's the next one? The caterpillar. Yeah, the, a, the bride of caterpillar. The bride. <laughs> caterpillar. <laughs> oh, our last film. May God have mercy on our souls. Shall we begin? <laughs> All right, so we've got Here Comes Spirit Cottontail from 1971. It's an Easter stop-motion animated television special produced by Rankin Bass Productions, currently distributed by Universal Television, and based on the 1957 novel The Easter Bunny That Overslept by Priscilla and Odo Friedrich. It's a novel? I guess so. Uh, despite the acclaim, such as TV Guide's comment, the special had one of the best scores in children's special history. No About choice, Christmas. <laughs> no original soundtrack album was ever released commercially. ABC and Rankin Bass did produce a private vinyl LP pressing of the entire soundtrack recording. For the in, Queen, no. In 1971. <laughs> but no recording company has released an official legitimate audio version to date. Uh, a Blu-ray was released by DreamWorks on February 22nd, 2019 as a Walmart exclusive containing Walmart. How long were the lines when they were going to release that? <laughs> I was, out I, I was there. Camping overnight? I was there. It's, Walmart. 
<laughs> it is, however, what we didn't see tonight, a heavily edited version that runs nearly no. 10 minutes shorter. Wow. Huh. Wow. Yeah, I'm trying did, to find that unedited they, version. What are they the cutting out? Posterity steak. Voice cast, as Dan correctly identified, we get Casey Kasem. Shaggy, Shaggy Rogers. An American disc jockey, actor, and radio personality who created and hosted several radio countdown programs, notably American Top 40. He was the first actor to voice Norville Shaggy Rogers in Scooby-Doo. And as Dick Grayson, Robin, and Super Friends, Casem uh, hmm. also provided many commercial voiceovers, uh, performed many voices for children's television, such as Sesame Street and the Transformers cartoon series. Uh, Danny Kay as Seymour S. Sassafras and Colonel Wellington B. Bunny and Antoine, an American actor, comedian, singer, dancer. His performances featured physical comedy, idiosyncratic, oh my god, I can't say that word, idiosyncratic per- pantomimes and rapid fire novelty songs notably in wonder man the kid from brooklyn the secret life of walter mitty the inspector general hans christian anderson white christmas and the court jester uh, vincent price as a january q iron tail the master of horror no interest needed icon he appeared on stage television and radio and in more than 100 films uh price has two stars on the hollywood walk of fame one for motion pictures and one for television uh, we get Joan Gardner as Mom Sue, Madame Esmeralda, Bunny Bonnet, <laughs> Bonnie Bonnet, Bonnie Bonnet, <laughs> I can't say this name, uh, hat shop owner Martha Washington. Uh, she's Tonta Kringle, an R&B yeah, staple, yeah. So, same voice. Uh, Paul Fries, also another mm-hmm. R&B legend as Colonel Wellington's assistant, dad at Thanksgiving table, Santa Claus. And then Iris Rayner as Donna Bunny, an American author and playwright for television and the stage. Her most noble novel is Beaches. Which was made into a 1988 <laughs> film of the same name. She also has written several stage musicals as well as television shows such as The Sunny and Cher Show. So. Six degrees of separation. The more you know. Jeez. Let's get into our final plot, shall we? Mm-hmm. Yep. So we get the insane Seymour S. Sassafras is our zany narrator for this one. He deals in magic and colors. He is here in April Valley to deliver colors to Peter Cottontail so he can paint Easter eggs with his fellow Easter bunnies. They make eggs, chocolate, and bonnets. You never heard about Peter Cottontail? Yes, what about the tulips? Don't they make tulips too? Sure, Dan. They make tulips. I don't know. They <laughs> there's a, there's one the assembly line says tulips on it. So no, I'm just the- just for posterity's <laughs> sake, I'm pointing out <laughs> one of us writes the notes and one of us really comments on the notes. On. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Iron is a bad bunny. And <laughs> how bad is he? So bad. Uh, Sassafras looks through his magic egg, which is kind of iconic in the in the, the long run of things. Uh, we get the former chief Easter Bunny, Colonel Wellington, is retiring and wants to name a new successor. Peter is the first choice, but he fibs. Every time he fibs, his left ear droops. Lots of stupid responsibilities for these bunnies. In spring, the Easter Bunny never sleeps. Is the song. Meanwhile, Iron Tail is fuming. In the past, a child roller skated over his tail, forcing him to have an iron ass for his entire life. He says, I hate all children. Becoming Easter Bunny will be my revenge, and I'll be able to fix my wrongs in the past. Or, or you know, make more wrongs in the past. Well, he just yeah, wants I mean, to ruin Easter. Yeah. Like, he wants to stop Easter from happening. I don't know how stopping Easter is going to affect the children that much. Like... I think we discussed it, but it's not like Easter's like the the premier holiday of the year. No, it's not. But he's taking the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kate. What do you do without the eggs? I mean, that is very important, Kate. <laughs> 
So the chief Easter bunny is the one who delivers the most eggs every Easter. And uh, him and the colonel decide that they're going to have a, a challenge, a contest to decide who's going to deliver the most eggs and become chief Easter bunny that year. And old Q Ironside is like, hmm. I could do that. Okay, to note, it's 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 uh, it's in the official bunny <laughs> constitution <laughs> that if you deliver the most eggs, you get the leadership positions. So. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> uh, it, what uh, Jeremy Irons brings it and then, like unrolls it, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know." So I, I guess Wellington wants to name Peter his successor, but using this little known <laughs> legal loophole. <laughs> yeah, but, but the yeah. Iron Tail brings in the the law. That <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the rules. <sighs> okay, so most eggs. Fine. Weird monarchy system, but sure. Uh, make sure you get up early tomorrow, Peter, because that's your one thing to do. And Dan was like, ooh. <laughs> Dan could never. Because Peter throws a kegger the whole night, and he can't get up the next day. Because uh, Ironside gives his rooster clock. Some bubble corn bubblegum. Well, yeah, it's partially the rooster clock, but he, as you said, he does. He goes to like an ice cream tent rager the night before, <laughs> even though he's not supposed to. He's supposed to be getting sleep. Ice cream tent rager. That's what it was. They showed yeah. like a tent with yeah. a bunch of bunnies, and then it was. He you know those bunnies were fucking. And one of you guys, eagle-eyed, noted that the clock was like twelve thirty, so he stayed out. He stayed out kind of late. <laughs> that was game. Yeah, by working bunny standards. <laughs> so that's late. That's late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peter sleeps all day long. Iron Tail being a nasty bunny only delivers one egg, but rules April Valley because of that egg. It isn't good. It's very gray and black. Easter eggs, chocolate tarantulas, and octopi. Easter galoshes. Peter is excommunicated in disgrace. Not good for Peter. Not good for Peter. No. Uh, wait. <laughs> okay, you know, because it's uh, it's it's Iron Tail's dark repro- like reprieve of a uh, of. An Easter Bunny does sleep yeah. this Easter, yeah. and he's gonna just—he's just gonna like do mean things to the kids. Like <laughs> that's, that's how he's gonna, yeah. yeah. He's gonna send them shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that's another recurring thing tonight. I, shoes, I, yeah. yeah. But so I, either way, it's not really evil. It's just like annoying. <laughs> but but we'll get to that. Uh, Peter is awoken by Seymour as Sassafras after trekking through the mud in his garden of surprises. All these zany GMO vegetables with different dyes for eggs. Easter isn't over. I have the Yestermorrow mobile and this caterpillar pilot named Antoine who can guide you through the holidays in the hopes that you can fast forward time and deliver more eggs than Iron Tail. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can go to all the holidays and we get If I Could Only Bring Back Yesterday, which is a good song, but, you know, as a child, it would have gone right over my head. <laughs> so, uh, Peter and Antoine set out sail to yesterday. Uh, we get a drug trip where they're going through time and space. Iron Tail plots to sabotage Peter. He rockets a spider. It's <laughs> a wrench, put a wrench in their machine. In a literal no, rocket. literally, he shoots yeah. a, a missile containing a spider that jumps out and, like, destroys the... I guess the 1960s computer processing unit of the, of the Yestermobile. So, but so they they're they're in trouble. Yep. And the mm. Yestermorrow mobile crashes. Not on Easter, but Mother's Day. You forgot us on Easter, says the mother in the scene with her two children. She says, "I'm a mother." Yeah, I would know. She's <laughs> doing the Marge. Yeah. I'm a mother. <laughs> <laughs> And the next holiday is then 4th of July. The eggs don't have to be given on Easter. This is really whack set of laws you have here. Improvise. It's Antoine Nightmare Fuel I put down. These caterpillars are fucking because he sings a song about him yeah, improvising. Yeah, the, red, the red-headed teacher comes, shows up. As a up. caterpillar and mm-hmm. they kind of mount each other. In the <laughs> no, they, 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 they do. 
<laughs> and then you pointed out that he has to handle things with his ass cheeks. Yeah, he has to <laughs> b- clench the wrench between his ass cheeks and repair the Estimario machine. Mobile. I don't know what his Sorry. end game is. <laughs> uh, Peter approaches two boys. They're just looking for some firecrackers. <laughs> hey, rabbit, these are eggs. Let them have it, Homer. <laughs> <laughs> and then Peter's like, I wasn't lying. I was trying to tell the truth, but actually it was a lie. Uh, the pair crash land into Halloween. Iron Tail is still watching, but clearly he is perfect for Halloween. Iron Tail calls up Madame Esmeralda for a favor. Uh, how does this timeline thing work? I put down in my notes. I just don't understand it. They're going forward, but it doesn't affect anything. See, each holiday, they're yeah. like going ahead well, in the year. Yeah, they're going ahead, and then. Yeah. Uh, but what about the bunnies? Are they just suffering? And they're just suffering under Iron Tail's <laughs> cruel <laughs> rule. The Shire is burning while this is all going on. Because <laughs> it's, I, I'm assuming it's like just Nightmare Before Christmas rules. Like it's like each holiday has its dominant. Because Esmeralda is the dominant one for Halloween. Mm. Because she's the only one with, like, lines, but she has, like, ghost friends and other... <laughs> I, I don't know. She says, like, oh, it's my busy season, so I I, I, I don't... These aren't hard and fast rules. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. We really are the Rankin-Bass authority on the internet, so... We kind of make the rules as it goes. So, uh, Madame Esmeralda loved an egg. She always wants them. She invites all her ghost pals, but uh, January Q Iron Tail is like, no, I won't have that. Montazar... Get me the Megs. <laughs> and Montazar, his bat lover friend. Yeah, it's the bat that he's been using to, like, ride around on. Um, gem slave. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> uh, he sends him to steal the basket and dump the eggs, but Montazar doesn't, dump, like, he doesn't immediately dump the eggs because, like, Iron Tail is like, wait, don't dump the eggs. And then he's like, <laughs> keep them. <laughs> but in kind of like a video game flight sequence... Peter uses the, like, they use the Yester mobile to, like, fly and catch the eggs as they're, like, falling. You know, sometimes this podcast is hard work. <laughs> Keep going. That's what happens. He saves the eggs. Long story short, he saves the eggs. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, they've gone too much farther in the future. They can't go back. Yes. So they have to proceed to the next holiday, which is... Christmas. Oh, no. no Thanksgiving. Yeah, but no one is like, oh, I've eaten too much <laughs> to, to, to have an oh, egg. No eggs for me. <laughs> Look at all the people cooking all this good food for Thanksgiving. I couldn't have a simple egg. Yeah, and then, and then Peter... <laughs> these month-old eggs. Because <laughs> well, Peter threw the ringer repainted like ten times. Yeah, it's got like... It it's paint. Like an inch of paint on them. Because <laughs> how many times have it been <laughs> Oh my god. But uh, no, they arrive at Thanksgiving and no one will eat their eggs, so it's on to Christmas. And then we meet Santa. Yeah, he gets his cameo that you can use in the trailers. <laughs> From the <laughs> I'm and not afraid Santa Claus is yeah. back. <laughs> I'm not afraid of Iron Tail. <laughs> I'll beat that rabbit to shit when I see him. But then they crash land and Peter's trying to sell eggs yeah, on the street. They Yeah, they crash land in like Christmas time London and. <laughs> They're yeah, they're like he's trying to be he's trying to be Santa Bunny on the street, and then we, Antoine we is in the, his beard. Well, yeah, yeah. and then, <laughs> and then his beard. But then we meet the Bonnet Pokemon. Yeah, Bonnie the Bonnet. Bonnie the Bonnet, who's Ooh. lived in April Valley and she's gone for so long, but she hasn't been sold. And then the store owner, she's a misfit toy. Like she really is. Yeah. Like Peter, Peter like goes in and he's like, 
you gotta take Bonnie Bonnet out of the window. She can't be left there overnight. <laughs> and this one time. redhead is like, what do you mean? It's Christmas. I don't fucking care. Like, no, she's like, she she takes a fit, like, well, it's it's Christmas. No one's gonna buy a fucking Easter <laughs> no, bonnet. No, no, like, but it's your store. It's your store. You're Why the, you're the, the human in charge of it. You put the hat in the window. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> And then he's like, I'll trade you some Christmas eggs. And she goes, Christmas eggs? Christmas eggs? Sure, why not? <laughs> ah, there's a bunny out there still in the eggs. And lo and behold, it's old Iron Tail. Yeah. And Who Peter traveled pers- through space and time to steal the eggs. Peter pursues with Bonnie Bonnet, but leaves Antoine behind. At this point, he's yeah. saved. <laughs> <laughs> he abandons him in like the time <laughs> Peter, space. Yeah. <laughs> with this hat shop owner. Oh my gosh, so they Santa socks Iron Tail and gets the eggs back for Peter. They can't stop in time to reach New Year's Day. They make their next stop on Valentine's Day where young Peter meets Donna Rabbit, another bunny. And wow. Yeah. <laughs> Some things go down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a rabbit she is. The oh plot kind of stops to well, so well, wants to enjoy we Valentine's Day. A, yeah, we pause for a Be mine number. today. Yep. And but then Iron Tail casts a spell on the eggs. <laughs> a very, a very ineffectual, a very, a very devious spell which turns the eggs green. And now no one nobody wants green, green eggs. Egg. A green egg. <laughs> but wait, there may be hope yet. Fifty <laughs> one certain nationality. And where do you think? Where do we suppose they end up? Who wants those green eggs? Shit off a boot. <laughs> so yeah, so um, Donna Bunny is turned away by the green eggs because. <laughs> She breaks up. She's like, what the fuck? No, she, me she literally, egg. she's like, oh my god, get away from me. <laughs> green eggs. The green eggs. <laughs> the green eggs. So, so then they're off to, uh, what, what's President's after President's Day. President's Day. Nope. <laughs> no George Washington never sold anyone green eggs. Mr. Abraham yes. Lincoln. <laughs> so no luck there. Green eggs are good. They're delicious. So now we'll... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make a funny joke. What is Sam? I am. <laughs> Who's Trump? No. Okay. Have the best green eggs. Like that's, no, I can't. I got to do the Reagan voice. <laughs> well, we have the best re- uh, green eggs. <laughs> that's, the oh. only eggs. Are, they're no good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Stick to your Irish. <laughs> Continue with your written script. All right, so we get Be Reminded, the song, and then there's only one holiday left where someone could hope to have a green egg. Thank God. It's, <laughs> it's the Irish. <laughs> the rest it's, it's, it, he travels to St. Patrick's Day, and the green eggs are a hit with the drunken celebrations, <laughs> like, no, patrons of... <laughs> At this point, these <laughs> eggs are, like, ten months old. Yeah, yeah no, ironically, because <laughs> they've traveled through time, so... They've been aged. <laughs> An egg Peter's is no egg, yes, no matter how small. <laughs> Kay Horton. But presumably, he just, like, traveled to, like, New York City for, like, a St. Patty's Day celebration and was, like, like a bunch of drunk people were going home. He's like, you want an egg? <laughs> He's like, I'll give you $10 here. Like, yeah. it's... But but it ends up working because he does give out the most. He eggs. gives out the eggs, yeah. and then by the by by bunny constitution, he gave out more eggs by Easter, and he becomes the Easter bunny. Yeah. Have you ever been to your island during pave season? Yeah, I have. Yeah, all those eggs, sky eggs, rock eggs, ground eggs, seen them all. 
Yeah, but then it ends with a Lynchian Antoine butterfly. Yeah, Antoine. Antoine is okay. <laughs> He's, I become a papillon. Ah, <laughs> uh, papillon. Yeah. And it did it before A Bug's Life, yeah. so yeah, oh. he's, he's back. So. <laughs> did we rank the last film? No. no. We oh, we're going to have to go back to that real quick then. So <laughs> Did for, we rank the second film? Because I that, That's what I meant, yeah. So did we do... What do we give it out of... How about we, Leafs of Clover out of four? <laughs> four <laughs> now? Four is the max? Yeah. Can we make it five Leafs of Clover? Five Leafs of Clover. <laughs> yeah. Well, I give it five Leafs of Clover out of five. Oh my goodness. Yeah, five Leafs of Clover. Oh, well... Mm. I have to. The last film? Yeah. I give it five leaves of clover out of five. <laughs> I'm going to be the hypocrite. I'm going to give it four leaves of clover. No, four. Wow. Yeah. Your heart wasn't turned. <laughs> it wasn't wow. turned. Oh, uh, yeah, Banshee. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was a little corny for me taste. But <laughs> then again, I liked Monster Party. Party? So. Uh, so our last film, Peter Cottontail. How many eggs do we get? It's got to be eggs. <laughs> Give it four green eggs. Four <laughs> green eggs? Hmm. Out of five? Out of five. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, I give it uh, three weird telescope eggs out of three. Mm-hmm. I give out it of a th- three? I out of three. A, uh, out of a possible three. <laughs> I give it a possible uh, tree. Green eggs. <laughs> Are you stuck five. in this Irish forever? <laughs> I give it a tree. And I, I also give it a tree eggs. <laughs> three eggs. out of five. All right, so <laughs> we got through it. Am I thinking now? Obviously, I would say that within our group here, the most positive response was was I think I think you know if we had to average, it was probably <laughs> the Irish Irish leprechaun really gold. pulling the abacus out there, counting the votes, huh? I, I was yeah, no, no, I was like in my brain, I'm like, what did we that? watch? <laughs> like, I yeah. was like, yeah. but I think I'm going to remember Mad Monster Party for the rest of my life. Yeah. I'm not going to forget well. it. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think Mad Monster Party was Monster great to party. watch as a party. <laughs> was great to watch in a group. Um, I, when when Monster Friend went, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I'll remember that for the rest of my life. You're going to feel that? Yeah. <laughs> and when fucking... Wait... What can we say? <laughs> what can we say in this audience? It's okay, Gabe. What, we can what, say <laughs> anything, Gabe. It's our audience. What audience? <laughs> when our friend Francesca, mm-hmm. who was no more than <laughs> what are you trying to say? No more than what? Gabe? Was this the left half and bottom half? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Top and bottom half. Yeah. Made that film. Yeah. That, that, that's the most that I will say in this audience. <laughs> oh, he's saying that was the shining moment of that oh. film. Francesca's puppet. <laughs> Her bosom. The top and bottom half. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I think Monster Mash was... Monster Mash? Monster Party was a great pick. I don't want to scandalize the audience. <laughs> no. I, I, we've said worse on this podcast by well, far. Also, we're, we're talking about puppets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not real. We're talking about, like, we're talking about stop motion it's like yeah. from from the from the sixties, so it's I I don't. Uh, but you said that of all of them, this was this was the most difficult for you to find, right? Yeah, that one was definitely the most difficult. Which for is to a find. shame. Yeah, I haven't seen it on TV. I didn't see it anywhere. I had to search for that one. Why? I don't know. It's such a pinnacle of film. <laughs> I maybe just they they haven't bothered to like get the rights, considering all this. You know, because there's a lot of default halloween movies that air on like tv and would air on like abc family because they did their 13 days of halloween or whatever Mm -hmm. so i don't know i'm just surprised that this hasn't been 
you know, brought to the forefront in some way. I don't know. I feel like people would like it because it's stupid. I, so I, I think the Francesca of it all. <laughs> okay, but unironically, with modern audiences, Francesca would probably those scenes would probably trend on TikTok. For yeah, like, oh, for that, sure. That would be, yeah. but like legally. <laughs> <laughs> legally puppet on yeah. puppet <laughs> no good well team america already did that so yeah. that's fine yeah. but but it's like i don't know i feel like i feel like there were a, there were a lot of memes to be drawn out of this oh, if only sure. more people would watch it yeah could watch it yeah the true standout though was definitely the irish christmas special mm-hmm. oh. yep and then we all Peter cocktails a good watch year-round for any holiday it covers them all yeah peter cocktail was not a Christmas movie. No. It was tangentially yeah. related. Yeah, he he cameos, but I don't know. One thing with tonight, it felt like we watched like a the budget decrease <laughs> in, in sequence. No. What? Like Mad Monster Party was obviously like the we're, we're gonna bet the company on this, and then <laughs> then you know <laughs> And then the bet did not pay off. Yeah, and then they lost all their money. The the for what it was, Leprechaun's Gold had a lot of detailed sets and stuff, and then we get to to Peter Cottontail, and they used, like, the hand-drawn stuff as, like, in-betweens, where I feel like... Because we've gotten, like, stupid farm scenes and stuff before in, like, Jack Frost, so mm. it's like, we're not going to do that set dressing in this, we're just literally going to transition using yeah drawings. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it felt like we were... And it was probably also just, like... As you said, like, the copy that you had to find was, mm-hmm. like, the full version. Yeah. We, it was, like, grainier, so it literally felt like we were going via the, the time wagon, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> the time wagon. Going, going, like, you know, in decreasing budget order. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was strange. Yeah. Strange. It was I felt strange. almost the opposite only because of the order that we watched it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because Mad Monster mm. was more, like, annoying, or was it just... It was just longer. Yeah. Well, that's true. But that's also... We do need the fact of that in, yeah. too. Yeah. It was... Yeah. I had no speed-up function accessible on my PS4, so... Unfortunately. Not that we would want to miss anything. <laughs> Not a second. Well, with that, should we bring this first episode of our special to a close? I would say so, yeah. All right. Well, before we go, is there anywhere that an audience can find us on social media? Uh, as always, you can follow me on Instagram at king underscore Dennis, where I will... I promise in the new year be posting artwork, uh, mm. including stuff for this podcast. Mm. Uh, and you can also follow our Anime Was Not a Mistake uh, Facebook page. All right. And you can find me, Jonathan Gwankowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on TikTok and the Twitter. You can follow my other podcasts, including Nightcaps at the Theater and uh, Drink and Read if Classic Literature is your thing. And what about you two, Grant? Uh, you may find me nowhere. <laughs> He says it every year. Mm-hmm. One day you'll have social media. I don't think so. <laughs> and Gabe? You can find me at, at GRIV1012. Wow. Yeah. On everything. Just Instagram. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we've got something else to follow, don't we? Yeah, we do. There is a man. We're, going, we're making quite a shift. A certain man. From episode one to episode two. <laughs> It's going to be a long night. (laughs) See you then, audience. Rosebud. Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? 
While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our Weave Horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go halfies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. <laughs>